0: there, it's me, Miss Kadabra. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take the time to address a challenging topic that's been on my mind since mid-June. It brings me extreme sadness and disbelief to say that during the month of June, my family and I have fallen upon devastating times that have made it extremely hard to keep creating content and be active online. On Juneteenth, My husband received the devastating news that his father had passed away after unexpectedly suffering a series of heart attacks in the same day. After an untimely passing the day after Father's Day, I found myself beside myself as to what to do, but instead of going offline for a while, I wanted to take this time to emphasize the importance of heart health and exercise in our daily lives. Losing our loved ones to heart complications is an unbearable pain that nobody should have to go through. However, one in five deaths every day is related to heart complications. The best thing we can do to preserve our own health is balance our diets, drink water, and exercise. The best thing we can do to preserve the health of those we cherish is to support positive lifestyle changes they wish to make and encourage healthy eating and exercise things can change on a dime like it has for me and my family. And of course, we can't control everything, but it's important for us to take control of the things we can help in our lives just to make things easier on us and those we love as we get older. In honor of his love for the podcast and unwavering support of the show, I partnered with the American Heart Association to host the Heart to Heart fundraiser and loving memory of Jay, AKA Papa Cadabra. The minimum you're able to donate through the Instagram fundraiser is $5, but any amount is indescribably appreciated. And even if you can't donate, because I completely understand, it would still mean the world to me if you shared this fundraiser with a loved one or just somebody who means as much to you as Jay meant to my family and I. And thanks to a recent collaboration with Oscar of Mycelia Unlimited, the podcast has been bestowed the great opportunity to beef up the incentive for Colorado Springs-based listeners only. Oscar has been generous enough to donate Summer 2023 Mycology Grow Kits to the first five listeners or supporters of the show that are interested in Mycelia Unlimited arranging a pickup of a kit for you with a donation of $40 to this fundraiser. With that kit, a little motivation, and basic cultivation knowledge, you'll be empowered to cultivate your own fruits. My intentions are to host the Heart to Heart fundraiser up until the memorial services are held in August, so you have plenty of time to make a change if you can't do so at this time. All proceeds are directly given to the American Heart Association to put towards lowering the rate of death associated with heart complications. A donation is by no means mandatory. Just taking the time to listen to this already means the world to me. But if you want to, to donate, please head over to smoke to smokes backup page, smoke to smoke underscore productions on Instagram and hit the button in the show's bio to donate. Take care and stay lifted. Thank you for your time. Hello, and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I'm going to have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Shroom to Shroom, I'll be talking with Crystal Bright, the creator of My Glow Lamps, a passionate mycology enthusiast who's created a line of products made from mycelium. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I'm simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now, let's light up and dig in hello thank you so much for joining me on today's show before we get started i must know how you're doing today and if you're microdosing dosing or anything
1: oh uh, i'm doing great and not at the moment
0: <laughs> okay okay no microdosing dosing at the moment fair enough um so by introducing yourself for the folks at home.
1: My name is Crystal Bright, and I am a sustainable interior designer and a sustainable lighting designer, but also a mushroom enthusiast. And um, I own a line of lighting called My Glow.
0: All right. Um. Yeah, I wanted to reach out to you and have you on the show after um a friend and recent guest on the podcast was telling me a little bit about your work. And I was very intrigued to see somebody making like different just household items out of mycelium. So tell us what makes you so passionate about mushrooms and what got you into working with them?
1: Yeah. So I used to not even look twice at a mushroom. <laughs> But um, when I met my partner, Adam, he was working with mushrooms so closely in the building industry. And I started to research all these things about mushrooms. And I had played with mushrooms a little bit, like recreationally, but I hadn't thought about using them to build or for how they would work with interior design. And as soon as I found out the different ways that mushroom could contribute to biomimicry and changing the way that interior design could be, I just got incredibly fascinated and and obsessed.
0: Okay, so is that what inspired you to initially create your business?
1: Yeah, as a sustainable designer, I kind of have the power to introduce my clients into living sustainably. And so I was already on the journey, kind of looking for a way to use more like sustainable solutions for interiors and, it had been promoted as a trend in the interior design industry. Like it's trending to be sustainable and it's, that's good because it does get interior designers on board. Like if it's going to make the money, let's get them on board. But I had a hard time finding companies that had sustainability as like the forefront of their, their like efforts. So I decided to just start this business and, and make it circular and be able to put something out into the world that kind of comes from plant waste and it benefits the space that it lives in and it can be composted so it's completely circular and i'm so proud to be able to say that
0: yeah i I really like that you're taking this um very environmental friendly approach since there's not a lot of businesses out here making products in this day and age that like you said want to focus on the environment first especially when it comes to waste production and things like that
1: absolutely
0: so tell us a little bit more about your shop and what kinds of products that you sell.
1: Well, to start, we, we sell lighting and it, we are starting small with just one or two products and that's our pendants and our acoustic panels. And that's because we kind of want to work in spaces where our lights and our, the, the mycelium that our lights are made out of will kind of inhabit the space for a long time because they, they do have some benefits.
0: Okay, so uh, how does your product really differ from a regular lamp?
1: Well, our lights are made out of mycelium, which is the root structure of mushrooms for anybody who doesn't know. And it creates such a strong and intricate network of this like stringy material called hyphae. And it makes for a very durable material when it's dried. And so it has the ability to kind of mimic plastics and woods and concretes and other things that are are used in the interior design industry every day that aren't as easy to compost or biodegradable.
0: Gotcha. So kind of like how in the hemp industry, they're starting to work with hempcrete and stuff now, but you're doing that with mushrooms.
1: Exactly. And hemp wood. Oh, I love, I love hearing about all these things. I've got so many samples of just biomimicry and biofabrication. That's, it's just so exciting to see yeah,
0: it's very interesting to see these different approaches to just the different ways that when we typically think about mushrooms and hemp, we mostly just think about consuming them. But there's so many different ways we can just have them in our daily lives without actually taking them into our bodies that are beneficial. To
1: yeah. yeah, it's crazy how they it's I mean, I'm sure, you know, but just like mushrooms in themselves are so magical inside the body and outside the body as well. It's crazy. And on the planet. Yes. Yeah, so how,
0: tell us the, about the process for making one of your lamps, about how long does it take?
1: Boy, <laughs> so it can take up to two weeks because we start by um, using cultures or having to replicate or clone one of our, our mushrooms. And then we sterilize, oh, and then we take the cultures, we inoculate them with hemp waste and that will be our substrate. We sterilize it. And then we, and then after it's, Sterilize. we make sure it's actually colonizing mycelium and then after that um, we wait two or three days and mold it inside these silicone molds for whatever shapes that we want and we let it colonize for five more days then we flip it colonize it for three more days we just want to make sure all the white mycelium breaks down a lot of that hemp material that we started with and then we cut the holes in it we dry them and then we add the hardware and test So after that, that's a whole two weeks. Um, But of course, we do a bunch at a time.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, that's one thing that I noticed with mushrooms since I'm trying to work on a little grow project myself is that it takes, I wouldn't necessarily say a long time for the mycelium to process. Like it starts out slow, but then once it gets going, it's very interesting to see it just kind of bloom.
1: Absolutely, it's really beautiful. It's so it's so efficient. We I had left toothpicks in one of our dome lights um, a little bit long the other day, and the mycelium had already started eating up at the toothpick and eating away at it. Well, of course it's not eating; it's decomposing. You know the the um, material, but oh, it's just so cool how the mycelium is. It's so alive
0: yeah i just i wasn't expecting to really see it decompose the the grain that i was working with like that it's it's like kind of like it was kind of grossing me out at first <laughs> but like I, it's like it's one of those like cool gross out things
1: yeah yeah that's how i felt when i first took a pendant out and it was just fully colonized so it was kind of wet and tacky and i was like oh this is okay but i'm loving it
0: <laughs> okay okay so how do you go about promoting your business
1: I love TikTok. TikTok has been my baby. Social media altogether, but TikTok, I have found an amazing community on TikTok that had already kind of let me in. The the mycology talk people, they let me in and people have been so open to sharing with me and allowing me to share and supporting my cause. And so I believe that if I find a network of people who just believe in us, that's marketing enough, kind of. You know what I mean? Uh
0: okay, okay. So you typically stick to like TikTok. Have you tried like Reddit or Discord for any other like mycology groups?
1: I know that I can find the deep people there, but I am a little overwhelmed when it comes to Reddit and Discord, only because it's scary and unknown for me and um I haven't used those forums before. Gotcha. But I do know that that would be such a useful place to find the people who are really sharing the important information and wanting to know about this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I just, I need to do more um, active looking into finding these different resources and these different mycology groups. Are you on Discord? Huh? Are you on Discord? I am on Discord, uh, but I don't really use it too often. I kind of like make a couple posts and then forget about it for three weeks. And I'm just like, oh, I'm in a group or something. So. Yeah, I got to work on that. I've got so many other social media or well, not so many other I've got like the LinkedIn page, the social club, and then the two Instagram pages now that I've had to make the backup for it and the website. So I just there's so many things that I'm just I kind of forget about those other little apps on the side.
1: Well, you're doing great because I met, I learned about you from somebody who was just like in the mycelium world and they were like, you've got to know Miss Kadabra and isn't she so great? I saw you're going on her show and I feel so like I, you're obviously doing an amazing job at promoting.
0: Thank you. It just, it, it definitely feels like I'm shouting out to a crowd of none just with how the <laughs> algorithm works.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know.
0: But it's a work in progress there. So you haven't had any issues with promoting your content and getting it flagged for any reason?
1: Well, I have to tell you, um, I had a TikTok shop up and I had my products on TikTok and I I got them approved and everything. And they actually got flagged when I first put them up. And then I had a video that got like 450,000 views on TikTok and then... TikTok said, hey, we're gonna take your products down for the very same reason that we first flagged it, and then we had it overri- like, overridden. So I kind of, feel, I don't feel safe having my product on TikTok shops because that kind of violation seemed to be so easily triggered. And so I'm just gonna stick to having my, my Shopify store, and um, maybe me and TikTok can continue to have a great relationship when it comes to reach, but maybe not so much when it comes to sales.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, those um, social media shops are pretty finicky. That's why I haven't pursued anything like an Instagram shop. Yeah. Just because if you sell things like T-shirts, if you've got a certain type of phrasing with the name or what your product is based around, mm-hmm. you don't really want to deal with that. So they, they'd much rather just pull it off the site altogether. And it's not just social media. It's like even banks will do that, too, if you don't know which banks to really go for.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that was another question I was gonna ask you. You mentioned the Shopify app. So is it only online that we can get your products or do you have a storefront that you kind of sell your products into?
1: We are only online right now, but um, as a designer, I'm excited to do some of these trade shows and kind of introduce it into the interior design and build industry and kind of, I won't be selling it on the spot, but I will be doing a lot of exhibits in person.
0: Okay, so you're going to be doing more pop ups this year and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. I get nervous. I'm a, I'm a very introverted person. Um, I was saying before how nervous I was to, even to do this, but I just, when I get talking about something I'm passionate about, people do understand where I'm coming from. And so I'm going to lean on that, on those events.
0: <laughs> okay, so what are some of the events that uh, listeners might be able to look forward to seeing you at in the upcoming year?
1: I'm really hoping to get into one of the new inventors slots of high point market, which is the largest furniture market. It's twice a year. It's actually like down the street from me. And I feel like if I make enough connections and let them know about this product, a lot, a lot of these trade shows are looking for innovative and sustainable, uh, vendors to, you know, put in the forefront somehow. So I'm going to hopefully lean on that and get some reach but okay. no promises. Don't look for me there until like, follow me first.
0: <laughs> okay. And we'll be sure to ask you towards the end where all to look for your um, content. That way we can keep up with you when you're doing future product uh, projects as well.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: Okay. So have you run into any obstacles finding banking for your business?
1: Um. Well, um, finding funding is hard, but getting it my, my bank set up and everything it wasn't difficult because i have a business already so i just use the same one but finding funding is another thing like we might have to lean on trying to get grants that are focused on scientific research possibly because we're working with kind of an innovative concept with the way that our pendants can clean the air and so um and we have a crowdfund going but yeah there's some things that we have to kind of help people understand more. And I think it'll make things easier. And I'm sure you kind of run into this similar thing with some of your listeners and, and guests.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, it's just trying to get the education out there about what you do and how you do it. So people are more willing to get involved with it.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I'm saying that I'm working with hemp and mushrooms. And some people might just think that it is like you know like weed and psychedelics (laughs) and no problem with that but that's not what we're doing our business after and you know we celebrate the use of all of it in any way so i just want to make sure it's clear to everybody who, who understands it
0: okay okay i got you so how do you really stay motivated to keep going with your brand even when you run into obstacles kind of getting your message out there
1: oh i i'm running into not so we say that we're we're my glow and we're mushroom made lighting but some people actually believe that the mushroom is on the light and it's not um what we're using is the root structure which never fruits but people are very concerned about the mushroom spores being put into the air from hanging them in the lights and so that's one thing that i i think i kind of um need to make sure i'm really clear about because it's fun to say mushroom made lighting because people can quickly understand it. But then people who know a thing or two about mushrooms are like, "Oh no, that sounds awful."
0: <laughs> yeah, I was honestly thinking about that because I'm like, if you got like the lighting or something, you're a fan. Um, that it only a specific type of spores, though, like black mold that are really dangerous.
1: Right? You know, of course, and but of course, you know, if you hear spores, period, it, they think it's an issue. But of course, um, it only only if they if we allow the lights to fruit, but when we colonize our lights, we keep them in a dark place, which is what keeps them from fruiting. They just only colonize. So that's never anything to actually be concerned about with our lights. I just want to make sure I say that.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Just had to put the disclaimer out there. Yeah. So uh, what's some advice you'd give to somebody interested in starting their own business?
1: Uh, You know what, I would like to say, anybody who's starting their own business right now, set it up to be circular and use things in nature that you can sustainably locate, replicate, etc. And I believe that that will already put you ahead of the game when it comes to getting grants, getting certifications that matter to big um, companies, because I like that I could start this company, like my other company, that my design firm, we had a, start it one way and then turn it sustainable but when it comes to this i can actually just start off with something i feel so beautiful like beautifully good about saying that it's just circular there's no waste and i yeah i would say everybody just try to make something circular
0: okay basically try to make biodegradable products that are not going to damage the environment and make too much products waste
1: yeah thank you yes Okay,
0: okay. So um, is there any other parts of your product that you'd like to cover before we move on?
1: Um no I don't think so. Okay, okay. You went through those questions a little bit fast, but you yeah, had
0: okay. those answers, so no no problem. You were rocking and rolling with them.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
0: Abra, over here at Smoke to Smoke, it fills me with such joy and excitement to bring you product reviews and interviews with amazing guests each week. And now, the show has a sponsor that's equally as excited to bring you more great content in 2023. Stand back and make way for the sponsor, Caligars. Kelly Gars is an up-and-coming heavy hitter in the cannabis industry. We're talking about Blunt and Joint Roller Central over here, as these guys have Blunt and Keith Blue in seven different flavors, Joint Rollers, cannagar Packing Kits, Glass and Wood Tips, Cones and Cannons, Blunt Wraps, and so much more! you want to step up your rolling game, head on over to caligars.com, and don't forget to use the brand new code CADABRA, that's C-A-D-A-B-R-A, to save yourself 10% off your future purchases. That's C-A-D-A-B-R-A at checkout. Before we finish off today's show, we got to take a quick dose break. Just in case you missed the last Room to Shroom episode, during my ecology-based episodes, whether the topic be functional or psychedelic mushrooms, I will be reviewing strains of mushrooms that I had the pleasure of being gifted by the show's partner Myceli Unlimited. For those of you who are unaware, in Colorado with the passing of Proposition 122, the possession and personal use of psychedelic mushrooms has been decriminalized. While they cannot legally be purchased, you can legally be gifted these mushrooms as long as no money changes hands. Today, we'll be talking about pink buffalo fruits. So if you're ready, let's take a dose break. All right. So before I let you go today, I've just got some fun questions just so the listeners can get to know a little bit more about you. I can't wait. Okay. So what's your favorite strain of mushrooms?
1: My favorite strain of mushrooms to play with is called golden teacher. Um, and then my favorite strain to build with is called the oyster mushroom. And, um, but I definitely need to branch out when it comes to the playful ones. Okay, so
0: what is an oyster mushroom? Is that more of just like a functional mushroom? I haven't really heard much about it.
1: Yeah, it's a functional mushroom. You don't really eat it, but it's incredibly effective in its abilities to bioremediate like harmful toxins in the soil and in water. And uh, we're using it to help prove that it can help remove toxins in the air.
0: Okay. So um, when you're saying that you're trying to prove that it helps remove toxins from the air, is there like a YouTube page that you have where you're doing a lot more demonstrations or do you mostly stick to your TikTok for that?
1: I'm sticking to TikTok. I've been on TikTok and I've already showed the studies that it is um, like scientifically proven that it can, but because nobody's done a specific you know, study on what I've invented sort of, I want to to do my own set of home studies. And even though they won't be academic research, they will be able to prove um, what I've been trying to explain to people because I want people to understand it without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Okay, so just trying to have that level of transparency with what you do and how you do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's so important with this.
0: Yeah, communication is definitely key.
1: Yeah. Okay, so next up, what smell
0: do you hate that doesn't seem to bother other people?
1: I really I really just like the smell of arugula um, when I was pregnant the only thing I couldn't eat was arugula and now I feel like I can just see it from across the room and smell it and just be like just a little sick
0: <laughs> wow okay
1: what's yours That's, for me um
0: I don't really know the thing is that when I was younger I got really sick And so my sense of smell has always kind of been knocked back from that. Mm -hmm. I I mean, kind of off, same with my sense of taste. So there's not really a lot of smell. Like, it's got to have, like, a very distinct smell for me to even notice it in the first place. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And, like, the only thing I could really think of that, like, that I hated, which everybody hates the smell of, too, is, like, the smell of a litter box. Like, that was one of those things that, like... Specifically, stuck stuck out like a very strong, like ammonia and funk smell, and I guess just because I was growing up with cats, I was like, I did not like that smell. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a real one. (laughs) But yeah, I don't think I have one that I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like high concentration of lavender.
1: I just covered myself in lavender oil just now because I was nervous.
0: No, like, it's calming. I do like it in very small amounts. Like, I might douse a little bit behind, like, my uh, my ears or something just so I can still get that um, aromatic sensation. Mm-hmm. But when you put it on, like, a cotton ball or something and then have it just, like, oh, it's going to be – it's going <laughs> to make the room smell all nice. Like, it's too much. Like, yeah. just all pure, essential oils is – oh, you got to be careful with that. Especially, like, I've, I've had, like, some patchouli oil that I knocked over before, and cool. I was – God. It was,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a new resident in your home. If you spill patchouli oil. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right. So
0: next up, what slang term are you happy with went out of style?
1: I, <laughs> so one, I would say like, is take a chill pill because <laughs> it's slightly problematic to mental health, but also I feel like the term like eat a Snickers is better. And also because my, my father would say it to me all the time. So I was just so over it. He would be like, sa, take a chill pill. So like, I think I was over it before mo- most people.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. For me, I'd say either it is what it is mm-hmm. or, um, bussing. I was really tired of hearing <laughs> that. Um, uh, I can't, I can't think of anything else. Um, maybe like some fashion trends that I'm I'm not sure if it went out of style, but I'm definitely seeing it less. But like, I'm so glad that sagging went out of style. Like like, it's bad.
1: (laughs) I know that was bad. But you know, I miss old things like jersey dresses. Like there are some things from back in the day I wish would come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some cute outfits, but like some of the things, i just like,
0: uh, I don't know. Like Crocs are coming back, and I'm just like, oh, all <laughs> the shoes.
1: Like why? <laughs> I know. I don't, yeah. That one's that's a miss for me.
0: Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember paying maybe like five, six bucks for them, and now they're only like sixty bucks. It's like,
1: oh, that's the that's the thing that's really crazy yeah. <laughs> the things that were like not even important and kind of like lame are definitely coming back with a vengeance
0: <laughs> it's, it's crazy things are definitely making a comeback in, in weird ways so what are your three favorite ways to consume mushrooms
1: I love tea and chocolates I think those are my my favorites tea and chocolates drinking and eating
0: Okay, so you don't usually when you consume mushrooms, you don't try to uh, like, take them straight or anything?
1: No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, it is definitely not enjoyable um, taking them. Like
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a champ yet. I'll get there.
0: Yeah, I'm well, not like Mike Tyson just eating fistfuls and mutt. Nah, no, can't be me. <laughs> oh No. <mm-mm. laughs> so, next up, what's the biggest adventure you've been on? <laughs>
1: So I almost had to date a little bit talking about this, but um, cause I haven't talked about it before, but um, the biggest kind of adventure I went on with mushrooms, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, is when I took this chocolate with a group of my friends in this really cool New York city apartment. And then it had like all of these like, like holographic stuff. And it was just like a whole experience in this apartment. And so, um, I was having a really good time. I wasn't like having a hallucinations, but I was feeling incredibly connected and grounded. But then I noticed my friend who hadn't gone with us asking me if I was okay and if I wanted to leave. And it seemed like, I guess I had a face that looked really concerned. And but I, i've gotten more comfortable with it but i feel like i had such an amazing time but it didn't look that way on my face and so i feel like maybe i was going through something that i wasn't present uh with you, you know what i mean i know mm-hmm. all the words may not come together right but what i'm saying is i feel like i was experiencing something that i wasn't experiencing i guess in yeah, two different like, ways. like maybe passively experiencing something
0: that you weren't like in the moment really acknowledging.
1: Yeah, that's exactly, thank you. That's exactly what I mean.
0: Okay, okay. I'm trying to get a little bit better about explaining trips just because it's so hard, especially like in the moment, I can't really tell you what's going on, how I'm feeling, that's like thumbs up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's something that i'm trying to get more into like creatively explaining the different trips because i've seen like different forums out there where people kind of describe um how their experiences are and it's been really interesting but there's not like a whole resource for like every single strain you know so kind of just it's really hard to find information on some things compared to others
1: Well, tell me, because you have the unique experience of talking to other people about this, and have you come across, like, a lot of patterns?
0: Um, No, I haven't really come across a lot of patterns. Everybody has a different way of dosing Mm -hmm. um, where they get different experiences with it. Of course, like, a microdose to me, I've got, like, a uh, one milliliter vial of, like, it's, like, a B-plus texture, and I take just, like, a, a, a little bit of that every morning or so or every few days with my coffee but there's some people that a microdose is like half a gram of mushrooms like
1: right
0: or like a gram and half a gram in the morning half a gram at night different things like that to where I feel like for me if I were to take that amount I would get more of um not necessarily getting into like the visual the visual um Hallucinations and things, but almost like kind of peaking in creativity, um, a little bit more looser feeling. Because um, I notice with mushrooms that my body gets very relaxed. I've got some chronic uh, back pain with my scoliosis that I don't feel whenever I consume. And yeah, like I said, it's just everybody's got different benefits they seek from it some people want to go into it and get a spiritual awakening from each trip they have other people just kind of want to have fun with it and just like they aren't going into it for a specific experience they just want to see what they're able to get out of it they're not trying to soul search the entire time you know
1: yeah absolutely but i do feel like maybe what i experienced did open me up to needing a little soul searching maybe (laughs) because i i do i i think about it you know this is my first time really talking about it and when i think about it it makes me sad it makes me wonder you know what i mean what was that is that something i need to dig deeper into you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's what's
0: interesting how since taking mushrooms there's been a lot of things that uh, i've gotten into a few different creative projects with the podcast that some strains allow me to actually get that additional motivation to, oh let me create a whole bunch of stuff but whenever i'm listening to something passive in the background for some reason i noticed that like early 2000s or like late 90s nostalgia noises like things mm-hmm. like the the internet explorer startup or um I, of course now I can't think of a whole bunch of different things like just like the, you got like those basic uh, sounds they immediately brought me to a point of anxiety that I couldn't quite place in the moment so now I'm just kind of like trying to think back and kind of soul search on that like why, do, why does that period of time make me so anxious you know
1: yeah yeah I love that I love hearing that people are open to exploring that kind of thing you know what I mean? yeah. instead of just let it be you know yeah so
0: now i got some more questions for you let's do it okay so next up what's your favorite olympic sport to watch
1: Uh, i have always loved watching figure skating since i was little and i'm not even into the names or keeping up with the sport itself but when it's time to watch figure skating or if i see it on i just can't look away it's just such beautiful art I used to be actually a dancer. I did ballet and jazz and ballroom. And I think that whenever I see people doing that, like on, as an Olympic sport, I'm like, oh, this is just a gorgeous display of a beautiful body expressing itself, you know? Yeah. It's just so
0: graceful the way that they move across the ice, a lot of these figure skaters. And it's just so fascinating to see, but my husband kind of gets bored with it. So I got to like, if I catch you, <laughs> on there's not like some other type of game on or something that he wants to watch because otherwise I, I gotta catch the highlights on youtube or something <laughs>
1: what do you watch
0: um what do you mean what do i watch
1: your favorite olympic sport
0: oh i mean like i said i like watching the figure skating as well oh
1: that is yours okay awesome
0: yeah yeah, that one for sure. I can't really think of any others that stand out to me. One that I like liked watching just kind of for like the shits and giggles of it was shuffleboarding when they were doing that. <laughs> Cause it's just like, why is this happening? Why are y'all like dead ass doing this sport in like, in this set? I don't know. I just, I can't I take love that, that seriously
1: i love that though because sometimes my partner and i will be watching and we'll be like just watching random sports like that just to like make fun of the make fun of it or like even speculate about the people's lives just just to have a little fun because it is just like so different
0: (laughs) um this isn't an olympic sport yet um not to my knowledge but during the pandemic my husband really got into watching marble racing i don't know what channel was playing it but yeah they had like a whole like they had commentators and stuff and they just had these little obstacle courses for marbles and yeah. they were racing them and it was like a, they, it was a weekly thing they were doing for a while during the pandemic
1: i'm down i love that
0: <laughs> I, I wish i could have seen it i just couldn't i could never catch it
1: i mean i got really into watching this guy with his shrimp he had this like a bunch of little baby shrimp in an aquarium that was my pandemic like binge i was just watching the, him put like carrots in the tank with shrimp and watching the shrimp eat it like I, the pandemic did something weird to my taste <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, like, <laughs> during the pandemic i was just watching basically anything i could get my hands on because i had so much free time of course at the house so i was watching the, I, I got really into talk shows Ooh. So I was watching like Jimmy Kimmel, um, Kelly and the, the Kelly and Ryan show, which that one was like starting to annoy me just cause Kelly Rippa has a, a lot of energy bottled up in one person. And that's like, it's a lot to handle for me. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: she's so small
0: too. <laughs> yeah, she, she's really tiny. But she, I, I like that she's charismatic. But sometimes I'm just like, damn, like it's a little early in the morning for all of that. Like, <laughs> maybe let's let's dial it down to like a three or a four. Like we're mm-hmm. at right now, and it's a little early, but. I also watched, hmm, like the XFL. I I think they're bringing that back now, but it was like basically their shortened version of the NFL, which the the way I described it was like all the good parts of a football game to where you're actually interested. It's a shorter period of time.
1: Nice. Um, Like the too long didn't read version.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) So, next up, what's a weird quirk that you picked up from your
1: parents? Ah, oh, this is per I just visited my brother in DC last weekend and we were talking about like the weird things that our parents made us be. <laughs> and my dad, he is in the military and my mom, she's just a warrior. So, We always had to be prepared for the very worst thing at all times and like physically be prepared you better have something in place for that worst thing and so i keep a black suitcase by my bed and that has all my family's like birth certificates and fast passports like all of our important docs are right by the bed in case there's like a fire in the middle of the night or or some reason i've got to get up and go like i don't know if i thought i have a batmobile or something i'm going to get away in but I have this whole escape plan, and and I just don't get why. But it, it felt like the right thing to do. It's still there. When I was talking to my brother out loud about it, he was like, "You know, normal people don't do that, right?" <laughs> He's like, yeah, "Oh, okay,
0: okay." Because I actually have something similar to that, so I did not know that was not a normal thing. I just you
1: gotta go my, back. Huh? You have
0: a go bag. Yes, I have a go bag. Because my mom kind of beat it into my head. that like, you need to have a go bag all the time. I mean, not beat, like, you know, but like still, no. like, you need to have everything in one spot that you need to, like, if a fire happens, if an emergency happens, get up, go to the spot, all, everything you need's in there and just go. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know why they prepared us for like this kind of um, like, apocalyptic future, like something could go down.
1: Yeah, I was thinking like in the 90s, maybe there were a lot of, you know, times where there were house fires in the middle of the night and like they maybe pumped it up like it happened more often than it didn't. So I grew up with some kind of fear (laughs) of a fire in the middle of the night. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think for my mom, it was mostly because she grew up in the middle of the Detroit riots.
1: Oh, well, that's a very real situation.
0: Yeah, but we didn't live in Detroit by the time I was like growing up. So I was just like... (laughs) What, what is the hassle? <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think it's just the way that things have progressed so radically over the past few decades with just how, how safe things are. I'm not saying things yeah. are necessarily safer, but it feels like there's less of like a weird government thing going on where like government has eyes on you, like with the Nixon era or things like, you know, like yeah. that.
1: No, and, and there's, Better systems in place. Like I don't need to really hold on to like my passport. Like if it burns down, they have yeah. my information. Or like I can do some things to renew them online. Things like that. Like there's ways. There's better systems in place where I don't have to be so fearful. And and I'm and I am actually glad that. I'm kind of in between, I'm a millennial, but you know, people who are in my mom's generation, they don't trust those new systems yet. So they aren't giving in just kind of the easier way of doing things. And I don't know if you know this, but um, when the pandemic ha- happened on a global basis, we adopted technology seven years faster than predicted. So we kind of like jumped 7 years into another technological age almost. And some people got left behind. Like my mom calls calls her generation technological nomads cuz they're kind of like trying to travel with it but they're not, you know, they're not from that world. And so I just think that's really cool how we've kind of have learned to adopt things but yet I still have rooted in me like the nineties, the house is burning down thing. Like I don't I hope I grow out of it, but I have a feeling I might pass this down to my son, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, like I hope I don't like come come at my kid with the whole like conspiracy theories, like, oh God, it, it, everything's gonna burn down. So you gotta be prepared. But also I wanna make sure that they are prepared for life too. I don't know how to go yeah. about that, maybe a non-crazy way, but I'll figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think it's just because older generations, there weren't that as many resources in place to like back documents up to where if you lost one thing, you didn't lose it all. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, um, basically, I, I think we covered everything here today. So finally, from my questions, can you tell listeners at home how to find and follow you online?
1: Yeah, I would love for everybody to check us out on all the platforms at My Glow Lamps. That's M-Y-G-L-O-L-A-M-P-S. And you can follow me specifically at Crystal D. Bright on all the platforms. That's crystal, like the word, like the crystal you find in the ground, the letter D, and then bright like the sun, crystal bright, crystal D. Bright. And we've got some awesome partnerships coming up and some really awesome stuff happening in Hawaii. And we want everybody to follow us and stay updated and join our revolution.
0: All right. All right. did you tell us where the Shopify, like what the link is for that as well? Oh,
1: yeah. Y'all check us out at www.myglow.live. Like that's another thing that we adopted from the 90s or from, you know, the www was. Redundant. You can yeah. go to myglow.live or myglow.live, L I V E, at the end.
0: Okay, okay. So I will be sure to have all of that linked in the show notes. You got to send that over to me, but I will be sure to have all that linked in the show notes for listeners to check out after listening to today's chat and just getting to know a little bit more about you. If they want to support you and what you do, they can go hop on over and send you some love.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I so appreciate it. Of course, and just be be sure to know that you can come back
0: anytime you want. If you got any future product products you want to update us about, any projects, any pop ups you're gonna be at, just to get us in the know about what you're doing in the community, we'd love to hear about it.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Well,
0: you have a nice day, and I'll see you around. All right. See you. a question you want to ask or want to submit an idea for a future show, email me at smoke2smoke420 at gmail.com or send me a voice message on the podcast website. Please be sure to give us a review and share this show at your next Smoke Sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that after a long time coming, Smoke to Smoke finally has a newsletter? That's right, the new best way to stay connected with the show as things ramp up is through the newsletter. With the increased amount of censorship and privilege removal from Instagram, the chance of getting deleted seems extra high. So, if you hadn't had the chance, head over to smoke2smokepodcast.com, click on the High Maintenance Newsletter tab, and fill out a few quick details to sign up. When you join, You'll get exclusive access to special giveaways sponsored by Caligars and the affiliates of the show. Find out when new products release on the affiliates and sponsors website, and even better, if you live in Colorado and you have an interest in mycology, you can sign up for the MyCo Enthusiast section to gain access to promotions, discounts, and giveaways hosted by myself and the show's partner Myceli Unlimited on genetics and Grow Kids for educational and research purposes. Don't forget, for the latest updates when the show airs, sneak peeks into my canna adventures, and for educational cannabis and mycology content, you can check out Smoke to Smoke's main and backup pages, Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast, and Smoke to Smoke underscore productions on Instagram. Again, the podcast is still currently pretty hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so the best way to help this show continue to grow is by word of mouth. Share the show with your friends and Canna family and let them know that they can now enjoy the show too wherever they stream on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you're streaming right now so that you're the first to know when a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream and don't forget to check out My Glow Lamps on Instagram, TikTok, and her website to see some of her amazing products getting made and learn some interesting facts about mycelium. Everything will be linked in the show notes for you to check out. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly and I'll see ya next Tuesday.